Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well, actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including showbiz news, classic radio shows, trivia contests, movie reviews, and celebrity interviews. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, a woman who used to date a man with a wooden leg, but she broke it off to marry Dan. Lisa Wolf. Well, at least I was dating somebody. I guess it could have been worse. Yeah, you weren't a spinster. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm not picky. What's going on, Lisa? I'm great, Carl. How are you? Excellent. You look very loquacious. Of course, you can't look. You can't look. look. That's you can't what I look tell loquacious. You. That's I'm, right. I'm looking at the studio and you I see You are loquacious. It. Well, that's true, but you are muy loquacious. Really? So, okay. Um, I'm looking at the Christmas tree through the studio window and yeah. feeling a little bit of bum, the bum, holiday bum, bum. Uh, Yeah, but we don't need that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. What's happening in Hollywood? But, yeah, we can do a little stargazing here. All right, the uh, segment I invented. The segment that I came up with. Um, Carl, do you have $7,500? Because if you do, I have just the thing for you. Um, I probably could uh, scrape it up if I had to. Okay, here's what you might want to do with that money. $7,500, yeah. Yes, James Bond's watch is on the market. Oh, his Omega watch, mm-hmm. huh? So yeah. this is 007's Omega watch worn by Daniel Craig Inspector. Wow. Really? And it's now available to purchase that exact watch. Okay? Right, but it won't be the one he wore. Well, no, but it's the exact like, edition of the right. watch that he wore. Inspector. So here's the story. It's a limited edition. There are only 7,007 numbered pieces. Right. Okay. And it's seventy five hundred bucks. There's seventy five hundred dollars. Probably a good buy. It's probably a good buy. I feel like it's a collector's item. Like you could sell this eventually for somewhat more than that. Yeah. It's called the Seamaster three hundred Spectre Limited Edition. The Seamaster, like the Carl Master. Something like that. Seamaster, Carl Master, whatever. Same thing. Um and of course is the twenty fourth James Bond film, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And this is the this is what they call it, the iconic timepiece updated with a new edge of innovation and attitude i saw a photo I have of to the go watch. get one of those it's gorgeous is it okay it's got the stainless steel case and it's yeah. got a black and gray striped strap uh-huh. really nice i'm, I'm and a getting black interested dial right and it's it's very masculine it's very right. manly it's well, very attractive fit me perfectly then because okay, i'm so masculine I'm and manly it's perfect for carl amari right it's engraved it has the 007 gun logo on the strap holder wow. and um specter film title on the case back i might need okay. to get that you know make a little money 
and then go buy that watch. My name but is you Bond. have to hurry. My name is Bond. I don't James know. Bond. I don't know how many are left. Maybe they're all gone. I don't know. That's... Shaken, not stirred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so hurry, run, right. don't walk, and yeah. go get yourself a watch. Right. Okay. Yes. So, in honor of the 50th anniversary of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh wow, 50 years. 50 years. There is a celebration. Right. Okay. Yeah. So this week um, is the 50th anniversary, and there will be an annual airing of this Christmas classic, along with a special holiday retrospective. It's mm. called "It's Your 50th Christmas, Charlie Brown." Guess who the host of this mm. retrospective is? I'm going to give you a hint. Mike Just, Myers. No, let me give you a hint because you're uh. not going to be on the right track otherwise. Right. Okay. Okay. It's a female. All right. You like her. Uh-huh. She's attractive uh-huh. and you've spoken her name a lot lately. Penelope Cruz. I'm so sorry. That's not it though. <laughs> Catherine Heigl? No, but close. Okay. Close. Um, if it wasn't Catherine Heigl, it would Kristen be... Kristen Bell? There you've got Kristen it. Kristen Bell. That's right. Wow, she played Mary Magdalene for me in my uh, in my audio Bible. I know you respect her a lot. and yeah, she's, she's awesome. Um, she's awesome. So she will host this 50th... It's called It's Your 50th Christmas, Charlie Brown. I mean, who she's, won't She wasn't that? even alive when that thing came on That's the air. for sure. Live performances by Kristen Chenoweth. Although Shadowith. you were, and I was. That is indeed Isn't true. Isn't that nice of me to throw you under the bus like that? <laughs> Thank you. Well, of course, it's from the 1950s uh, Peanuts comic. 1950, I think, Peanuts comic strip, which is launched in seven papers. Charles Schultz. And Charles Schultz. And there's a Peanuts movie that just came yeah, out. It was released yeah. this month mm-hmm. uh, with computer-generated imagery. Right. Um, and I hear it's great. I heard it's a great movie. This is they're calling this literally a cultural phenomenon because it's been passed from generation to generation to generation. Yeah. In this there'll be live performances. live performances. Ready? A whole lot of people. Kristen Chenoweth, who I love, Matthew Morrison, Sarah McLaughlin, Boys to Men, Pentatonics, a whole lot of great performances. Right. This is exciting, and every generation, I really think, can when's it on? revel in this. This is on this week, so okay. you can watch for it. Check Very it out cool. at ABC, nice. 50th anniversary. Nice. So guess who's, who is going to receive this Cecil B. DeMille Award? The which, Cecil B. DeMille Award. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, of course, the 73rd Golden Globes. And is it a man He's or a woman? a man. It's a man. It is a man. He is a great actor. Michael of- Douglas. No, but that's an interesting uh, okay, one. Yeah. Now, Cecil B. DeMille is for outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. Right. Okay. Um, and um, how approximately how old is he? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I don't want to put an age on him. I don't know exactly. Over but I'll give you, 60? I don't think so. Okay. Hmm. I don't think so. Wow. I'll, I'll give you some clues, okay? All right. He's won two Academy Awards. All right. Tom Hanks. No, but that's a good one. Mm-hmm. And he's won a Tony Award. Of course, that doesn't help you at mm. all. But he was in the play Fences. I don't know if that helps you at all. No. no. Okay, I'll tell you what he won Academy Awards for. All right. Glory. Oh, then you're talking about Denzel Washington. Of course, sure. and Training Day, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah. So, of great course. Great actor. Great actor. He's probably, How old is he? Is he I'm going to guess 56, 57. I was thinking in his 50s, but yeah. I didn't want to, mm-hmm. I don't know, I didn't want to insult anybody. That was my guess, 50-some. Great actor. Okay, great actor. The Golden Globes will be on January 10th, hosted right. by... Um, I don't know. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, oh, right? that's right. Right? Uh, I, I like a woman with Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. But but it's but I guess Ricky Gervais will have He'll to do. He'll have to do. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So we can look forward and watch that. Do you remember who won last year um, the award? 
who won the award of the Cecil, Cecil B. DeMille, DeMille Award. 2015. No, I don't remember. George Clooney. Oh, okay. 2014 was Woody Allen. Oh, wow. So he is All in right. great company. Wow. Very good, Lisa yes. Wolf. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You are just the best stargazer of all the other stargazers. Ah, gee, thanks. Um, our Miss Brooks is coming your way. Stay with us. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. Our Miss Brooks was a situation comedy show heard on radio and seen on television and in films. It starred Hollywood film and New York stage veteran Eve Arden. She played Connie Brooks, English teacher at fictional Madison High School, a sharp and smart-witted but ever-likable character. And unlike most of her film roles, radio offered her to lead. Beginning on radio in 1948, Our Miss Brooks was successfully transferred to television beginning in 1952. Between gentle wisecracks, Miss Brooks doted on nerdish student Walter Denton, played by Richard Crenna, and frequently locked horns with crusty, cranky principal Mr. Conklin, played by Gail Gordon. Many of the program's episodes, however, revolved around Miss Brooks' longing for Philip Boynton, the school's biology teacher. Our Miss Brooks had enjoyed good ratings on radio and only enlarged its audience when it moved to television. All right, Lisa Wolf, it's time for Our Miss Brooks, one of the best comedy shows of all time, in my opinion. Eve Arden was perfect in this role. And, you know, the other day I watched Grease, you know, the movie Grease sure. with uh, John Travolta. Of course. And uh, she plays the yes, principal. that's right. Yes. She's fantastic in yeah. that movie. So, what year was that movie from? I'm going to guess in the 70s, late 70s. Wow, yeah. Yeah. All right, this is from January 30th, 1949. It's called The Student Banking System. It's sponsored by Palm Olive Soap and Luster Cream Shampoo. It's heard on CBS. Here's part one now of a comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Palm Olive Soap, your beauty hope, and Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair bring you Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. <laughs> Miss Brooks teaches English at Madison High School, and what with the overcrowded classrooms and a rather rigorous schedule, has had uh, a pretty busy time during the past semester. But not busy enough, evidently, to suit Mr. Osgood Conklin, Madison's beloved warden, a principal. (laughs) Just recently, Mr. Conklin organized a school banking system, and who do you think was selected for the honor of handling this noble project at no increase in salary? Well, it wasn't Barney Baruch. <laughs> I've had to take care of all the records single-handed. Oh, I'm not complaining. I think it's admirable for people to be saving and frugal, especially if you've got something to frug, a save. <laughs> but I didn't count on the complications that set in last week. It seems that after school Thursday, I had $25 of the student's money in an envelope, which I placed on the dresser in my room at Mrs. Davis's. I intended to deposit it Friday morning and had asked Mrs. Davis to wake me at the usual time. I was sleeping very heavily when she knocked on my door. Connie? Oh, Connie? Connie, are you in there? No, I'll be back in 15 minutes. (laughs) Come on now, Connie. You've got to get up. Uh, Why? To go to school. I graduated from school a long time ago. (laughs) Well, not such a long time ago. 
Before you do anything else, dear, I want you to see the surprise I've got for you here in this box. In this box? Go on, open it, honey. Well, I don't understand, Mrs. Davis. It isn't my birthday or anything. Why, it's a dress. Oh, you shouldn't have done it, Mrs. Davis. Oh, sure I should have. No, you shouldn't. Yes, I should. I bought it with practically found money. Found money? Yes, I found it on your dresser yesterday. (laughs) I knew that you'd left it for me to cover the back rent you owe. But frankly, Connie, I didn't expect it so soon and so... Mrs. Davis. Yes, Connie. You shouldn't have done it. But why not? Don't you like the dress, Connie? Sure, I like the dress. I love the dress. But will the district attorney care for it? (laughs) district attorney? Well, don't you see, Mrs. Davis, that wasn't my money. I was going to deposit that for the students. And today also happens to be the day Mr. Conklin inspects my bank records. That is a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, the happiest coincidence (laughs) since Frankenstein met the wolf man. (laughs) Look, I know you meant well, and I hate to hurt your feelings, but really... Oh, you won't hurt my feelings, Connie. I'm a lot like my sister Angela that way. She just refuses to harbor bad thoughts. That's very nice, Mrs. Davis. But from what you've told me about Angela... Sometimes she doesn't harbor any thoughts at all. (laughs) Yes, she is terribly absent-minded, poor dear. But sometimes that's for the best. What's for the best? What's for the best for who? (laughs) If you'll punch my transfer, I'd like to get off. (laughs) You see, Mrs. Davis, I've got a big problem today. That money that paid for that dress didn't belong to me. It didn't? I've already told you, Mrs. Davis, it was part of the student savings. Oh, Connie, then you shouldn't have done it. (laughs) I didn't do it, you did it. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. (laughs) This is terrible. Let's see that box again. Oh, you got the dress at Sherry's department store. Maybe they'll take it back and refund the money. You see, Connie, I thought you left the money for the back rent you owe, and I so know I you did, Mrs. Thought... Davis, and I appreciate the thought more than I can tell you. But if you'll excuse me, I've got to get ready now. Walter Denton's picking me up in a few minutes. Oh, did you have another accident with your car, Connie? Just a slight collision with a new Hudson, Mrs. Davis. What happened? Well, you know the ad they have? Hudson, the car you stepped down into? Yes. Well, this one I drove down into. <laughs> You know how to get to Sherry's department store, Walter? I've got to stop there for a minute. Oh, sure, Miss Brooks. I'll get you there in no time. Uh, By the way, how do you like the car today? The car? Oh, it looks fine, Walter. I polished all four fenders the other day. Well, I'm sure that'll improve the appearance of... What fenders? You haven't got any fenders on the car at all. Of course not. They're home in my garage. I only put them on weekends. (laughs) Weekends? Well, sure. Even people don't dress up every day in the week. I see. No sense in hitting a sloppy pedestrian with a natty car. (laughs) Exactly. You know, human beings are a lot like cars if they only stop to think about it. Uh, Take yourself, for instance. The way you look this morning... I know. Stanley Steamer. I'm only trying to be helpful, Miss Brooks. You look a little worried about something. Is there anything I can do? Nothing I can think of offhand, Walter. Just keep it under your hat. You keep what under my hat? The information you're going to worm out of me by the time we get to Sherry's. Oh. Well, what is the information? It's about the school banking system. Oh, oh, that. I know that's a big pain in the neck to you, but that's nothing to get depressed about. 
Gosh, did you see the papers this morning? No, I didn't get a chance. Well, you ought to read the story in the bulletin. Oh, that'd cheer you up. It's all about a woman embezzler who was caught stealing $19,000 from the Federal Trust Company. And they just gave her 10 years in the clink. I feel better already. Oh, she didn't even get a chance to spend any of the dough she embezzled. I guess honesty's the best policy after all. Wish I'd taken out a policy like that. <laughs> and right in the same paper is another story that'd make you glad just to be working at school, Miss Brooks. It's about conditions in the state reformatory for women. <laughs> no good, huh? Deplorable. Oh, they make the poor inmates mop the floors all day long. And if they haven't got any mops, which they usually don't have because they're so short of everything, why, then the women have to mop the floors with their hands. How awful. Oh, here's the store, Walter. Drive up in the back, will you? That's the quickest way to get to the basement. Basement? Certainly. That's where they keep the mops, isn't it? <laughs> Let's see now. Adjustment office. This must be it. I beg your pardon. Yeah, come I... in, come in. You're my very first adjustment today. <laughs> Sit down, won't you, Miss... Uh... Brooks, Constance Brooks. How do you do, Miss Brooks? I'm Mr. Pearson. Would you like a cigarette? No, thanks. I'm in kind a of a... A cup of coffee? No, I've got to get to school pretty quickly. Good for you. There's nothing I like better than a nice, punctual pupil. <laughs> you... This interview may not be as unpleasant as I anticipated. I'm not a pupil, Mr. Pearson. I'm a teacher at Madison High. But the reason I dropped in here is to return a dress someone bought for me. Well, you know the motto of Sherry's, don't you? If you're not satisfied, we cheerfully refund your money. That's what I've heard. And that's what we do. <laughs> now then, about this dress. You don't like it. Yes, I do. I like it very much. Uh, but it doesn't fit quite properly. Well, I can't be certain about that, because frankly, I didn't In even... the color. Try... Oh, you don't like the color. I think the color is peachy. I see. And so it clashes with your complexion. You don't understand. I just can't keep the dress. I've got to get the money back. Well, that's what we're here for. In Sherry's, your money is cheerfully refunded. <laughs> She'd stop being cheerful and start refunding. And now then, first of all, we must have a valid basis for adjustment. Tell me, how did you find out that the material in this garment is inferior? Inferior? I didn't find the out... The sales that... lady told you, didn't she? Miss Morgan. Miss Morgan? So, you know her. <laughs> well, there's no sense trying to shield her, Miss Brooks. I knew there was a leak somewhere. We'll have a loyalty check in the morning. <laughs> Look, somebody bought me this dress with money that, well, it shouldn't have been spent. Why not, Miss Brooks? Hey, don't answer that. I know. It was counterfeit money. Young woman, I'm surprised at you. Surprised and shocked. Now, just a minute, Mr. Pearson. There was nothing wrong with the money Mrs. Davis paid for this dress. So, Mrs. Davis paid for the dress. Miss Brooks, what are you doing with Mrs. Davis's dress under your arm? <laughs> I know, I know. You couldn't afford the dress yourself, but you needed money. So when you saw it lying there on Mrs. Davis's bed, you couldn't resist the temptation. You picked it up and brought it here for a refund. Oh, you poor misguided creature. This guy really runs the gamut. 
Listen, Mr. Pearson, Mrs. Davis is my landlady. She bought me a dress for a present in this store yesterday. Well, why didn't you say so, Miss Brooks? You see, yesterday we had our final clearance sale of ladies' dresses. And, of course, in a closeout of that sort, there can never be any refund. What? But remember, anything else you buy can be returned within 60 days, and Sherry's will cheerfully <laughs> refund your money. Well, that's just dandy. And the next time you have a sale, be sure and get in touch with me. Yeah, I'll be glad to. Where can we reach you? Just drop into any post office. You'll find my number under my picture. All right, that's the first portion of our Miss Brooks, January 30th, 1949, the student banking system, starring the one and only Lisa Wolf, I mean Eve Arden, uh, sponsored by Palm Olive Soap and Luster Cream Shampoo, heard on uh, CBS. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Good. All right. All right. Okay, it is time to play a uh, movie clip and ask our listeners to call in and identify what movie it is, and they win some fun prizes. Now, the number to call, folks, write this down, 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Now, who is the man of the week? Ben Stiller, born oh. November 30, 1965, slightly younger than you, oh. but right around the same age category. He's slightly younger, and he's more talented. I hate that. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, way more talented. I don't know. Ben Stiller is chock full of talent. <laughs> you I'll are tell you chock that. full of talent. You well, just thanks, have different talents. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he has a talent that I wish I had. He's and, so smart and so funny. And you are smart on certain areas. <laughs> Old time radio. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's, he's one of my he favorites. He's ben really Stiller. funny. Okay, so we have movie clips with Ben Stiller. We're going to start one out here. Now, he is in this movie. Here's a little hint. He's in this movie, but really just very, very short period of time. But he does direct this film. And the star of the film is Jim Carrey, 1996 comedy drama. Take a listen. By the way, you might want to put on a bathing suit because you'll be channel surfing in no time. All right. If you know what movie that is, call us right now. Toll free 855-360-H360. The H is a four. You'll win some fabulous prizes. Call now. Phone lines are open. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. That's the great Adam West right there, Lisa Wolf. You know that, right? I sure do, Carl Mari. Batman from the 1960s. Oh, my gosh. My favorite show growing up. I thought I was Batman. I really did. I thought I was (laughs) Batman. But in reality, Adam West was Batman. That's true. Um, But you can dream. You know, nothing wrong with that. Why couldn't I have been Batman, Lisa? Because I was three at the time when it came on. You know what? What little three-year-old boy doesn't want to have superpowers? I had. Well, super Batman doesn't have any superpowers. He has no superpowers at all. You know that? Well, he's you look, super. You have a blank look on your face well, right no, now. Well, no, no. I used to watch Batman, but he I... He had I, no I, super... He was a human. He had he, no he, he superpowers. He was human. I know that. Well, he was superhuman being. No, he wasn't. He was super. No, he wasn't. He was super. None whatsoever. I said he was a he's super. He's like the only... You're right. He's the only guy that didn't actually have. He's not Spider-Man. Right. Spider-Man I had them. Superman had them. Flash. Yeah. Everybody had it, but but not Batman. He just used his intellect and his superior physical being. You know, he was, he worked out. He, he worked like out. Me, like me, you know, he was right. strong. Well, he was a big was strapping man. He was extraordinarily strong, that's and for he sure. He was smart, and it didn't doesn't hurt to be a billionaire. No, it of does course, not. Of course, he was a multimillionaire, they said back then, but now that's not even that. Mm. Yeah. 
Got to be a billionaire. Billionaire Bruce Wayne. Right. Well, maybe it was billionaire back then, too. might have been. Um, Adam West would know. I mean, he's have Batman. have to check in with him. I'll have to ask him. All right, so here is a movie clip that uh, Ben Stiller is actually in this movie, but he directed it. That's really the, the cool thing. And this movie starred Jim Carrey, 1996 comedy drama. Let's take a listen one more time. By the way, you might want to put on a bathing suit. Because you'll be channel surfing in no time. All right, George out in Florida knows the answer, right, George? Yes, sir, Carl. All right, man. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. How about everybody there? We're doing well, George. We're doing well, buddy. And uh, glad you got through, and we appreciate you calling and listening. And do you know the name of this movie? Yes, sir. It is The Cable Guy. Cable Guy. What a funny movie, right? Yes, sir. Oh, great movie. Uh, I know. He's really good. This had a terrific cast, too, in it. Um, You are a winner, George. My Krabby Brother's going to send you some fun prizes, okay? All right. Surely appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you calling in, George. Uh, George knew it, Lisa. He did. He knew it. He's out in Florida, warm Florida. Lucky guy. Gosh, I know. (laughs) Uh, Jim Carrey starred in this movie along with Matthew Broderick, Leslie Mann, who we both love. Mm Mm-hmm. Jack Black, Owen mm. Wilson, and Ben Stiller in the cast. Great and Ben cast. Stiller directed it. When Steven is telling Rick about how Robin kicked him out of the apartment, he says, I feel like Felix Unger. And then Matthew Broderick later played this character oh, on stage right. he did. alongside Nathan Lane yep, I as Oscar Madison sure. in the 2005 Broadway revival of The Odd Couple. And I saw it. Saw it live. Oh, you saw it. Mike Starr, our good buddy, who right. was playing uh, Clancy the Cop in it, he took me backstage to meet Nathan Lane and Matthew Broderick. Yeah, it's really Matthew neat. Broderick's very quiet. He's a very, very um, reserved guy. It's interesting. But Nathan- he's tired. He just hit a show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he had enough. <laughs> All right. Let's get back now to our Miss Brooks. Well, Sherry's department store lived up to its reputation by refunding the dress and cheerfully keeping my money. (laughs) In a way, it's a good thing I had the extra dress with me. Because when we got to school, I stepped out of Walter's car and right through the hem of the dress I had on. Well, knowing I had to face Mr. Conklin, I felt pretty panicky. It's bad enough to have your spirits dragging without having your hem down there, too. (laughs) But I finally hit on a pretty good scheme. Between classes, I dropped into the domestic science room to have my old dress patched up and to try and sell the new one. Excuse me, Miss Atterbury, but I wonder if you could help me out. Oh, it's Miss Brooks. Well, come in, dear. What can I do for you? Well, I tore the hem of this dress I've got on. I'd like to get it fixed up. Well, I'll do whatever I can. Some of these sewing machines are in pretty bad shape. There's one old singer here that hasn't worked for weeks. That's too bad. Maybe you could teach him to dance. <laughs> Or sew the seam by hand. <laughs> Let's see that hem now. Hmm, pretty bad rip. Take quite a while to fix it. Well, then maybe I'd better slip on this other dress till you're done. I'll just step behind this screen here and take this one off. Oh, there. You got it? Yes, I'll start stitching it up right away. Good. I'll certainly appreciate it, Miss Atterbury. Well, I've got this one on. How do you like it? Why, it's lovely, Miss Brooks. I wish I had one like it. You have, Miss Atterbury. <laughs> I've decided this dress is not my type, so you're welcome to it for $25. Only $25? That's a steal, Miss Brooks. Let's use another word, shall we? (laughs) Now, if you'll excuse me, Miss Atterbury, I've got to get over to Mr. Conklin's office. All right, Miss Brooks, and I'll have your other dress all fixed when you come back. Then we'll try the new one on me. 
course, I weigh 186, but I hope I can get into it. <laughs> Just have the $25 ready. You'll get into it. <laughs> oh, one thing, Miss Atterbury. Yes? While I'm gone, try and lose a few pounds. <laughs> Now, see here, Harriet, just because you're my daughter doesn't give you the privilege of taking time off from your study period. As principal of this school, I must... But, Daddy, it'll only take a minute. I just want your permission to withdraw $3 from my school savings account. I've just got to have a new sweater. Harriet, it distresses me to hear you talk this way. Why, do you realize that it's invariably a craving for unnecessary finery that is the basis for most of the crimes committed by women? But, Daddy... Just this morning, there was a story in the paper about a woman being held as an embezzler. And do you know what her alibi was? She needed clothes. I tell you, it's a disgrace what this civilization is coming to. Show me a well-dressed girl who has only a moderate income, and I'll show you an embezzler. Good morning, Mr. Conklin. (laughs) Oh, good morning, Miss Brooks. I see we have on a new dress. Oh, is yours new, too? (laughs) This is sort of new. It's, uh, well, yes. Hello, Harriet. Hi, Miss Brooks. Uh, Run along, Harriet. I have some important matters to discuss with Miss Brooks. All right, Daddy. We'll take my matter up later on, huh? Dismissed, girl. Yes, sir. (laughs) Now then, Miss Brooks, have you brought all the student banking records with you? Well, not exactly all of them, Mr. Conklin. Uh, Then how many? None of them. (laughs) You see, I wanted to double-check some of the items before you and I did the final recap, and, uh... What are you trying to tell me, Miss Brooks? Oh, I'm not trying to tell you anything, Mr. Conklin. The less, the better. (laughs) You see, there's one more deposit I've got to make today before the records tally. Very well, Miss Brooks. I'll wait until lunch period. Well, have a long lunch period, Mr. Conklin. It may take me quite a while. To do what, Miss Brooks? To start a pyramid club. See you later, Mr. (laughs) Conklin. you did a wonderful job on my old dress, Miss Atterbury. Now, suppose you try on this new one. All right, Miss Brooks. But I'm so much heavier than you, I hope I can get it on. Oh, you'll get it on easily. I have to smear you with butter. (laughs) Now, off with the old. And on with the new. Lift your arms. That's a good girl. Now, down over your shoulders. Fine. (laughs) Past your waist. Good. Now, past your... There. Oh, it fits you like a glove, Miss Atterbury. Feels like I'm standing in the pinky. (laughs) Well, close the zipper along the side. The zipper? All right. It won't move. Oh, nonsense. Take a deep breath. Now hold it. Oh, there we are. When can I breathe out? (laughs) Oh, don't be a child. You look lovely in it, Miss Atterbury. Thanks, Miss Brooks. But I can't hold my breath any longer. What happened? Nothing much. The zipper just returned to at ease. (laughs) You know, that's what I like about this dress, Miss Atterbury. It brings out the real you. God love you. (laughs) I guess we will have to alter it a little, but if you'll just give me that $25 now, I'd like to go and Just a minute, Miss Brooks. I don't know if I want to buy this dress right now. Here, let me take another deep breath. (laughs) The latest thing, plunging neckline. You know, the fashion experts say that necklines are going further south every year. I know. Of course, this one's on its way to Mexico City. I'm sure the dress can be made to fit you. And I'm sure it can't, Miss Brooks. We just weren't made for each other. Help me get it off, will you? 
All right, Miss Atterbury, but you're overlooking a great buy. After all, breathing isn't everything. (laughs) There you are, Miss Brooks. I've got an idea. Why don't you dye the dress? Dye it? What color? Flesh color. Then you wouldn't have to worry about the zipper. No, I guess not. Oh, there's the lunch period. I've got to hurry over to Mr. Boynton's laboratory. Oh, did Mr. Boynton invite you to lunch, Miss Brooks? That's why I've got to hurry. He's just going to. (laughs) Oh, hello, Mr. Boynton. I'm glad I caught you before you went to lunch. Hello, Miss Brooks. I'm not going to the cafeteria today. I brought a couple of sandwiches to eat right here. Would you like one of them? Oh, I don't know, Mr. Boynton. I don't like to take your... Oh, go ahead, Miss Brooks. They're very good. Well, thanks. They're only 30 cents apiece. Here's 15. I'll just eat the bottom half. You know, I really should be in Mr. Conklin's office right now with the school banking records, but frankly, I'm... Well, I'm a little shy. Well, that's one of the reasons I like you, Miss Brooks. I don't mean bashful shy. I mean come to the station house shy. I don't understand, Miss Brooks. Is there something wrong? Nothing serious, Mr. Boynton. Do you think you could ever love an embezzler? I never have. What's this all about, Miss Brooks? Oh, well, let's forget it. Let's live for today. Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Here's another 15 cents. Give me the top of that sandwich. Are you sure everything's all right, Miss Brooks? Oh, let's not talk about it, Mr. Boynton. Tell me, why are you eating in the lab? Cutting down on expenses? Well, sort of. I've been a little short all month. You too? Well, I'll be solvent again this afternoon. Mr. Conklin's buying a sport jacket of mine. It's one that was sent to me for Christmas, and he just insists on my selling it to him. It says he wants to wear it to the faculty masquerade ball next month. Masquerade ball? What kind of a jacket is it? Well, it's green suede. Mr. Conklin's going as Robin Hood. Oh, he's a natural. What's he giving you for it? About $25. Gee, I'm glad I dropped in today. It's good to see you, Mr. Boynton. Thanks, Miss Brooks. What are you going to wear to the masquerade, Mr. Boynton? I don't know. I haven't made up my mind yet. You only think you haven't made up your mind yet. Mr. Boynton, I happen to have in this box the ideal costume for you. Oh, but, Miss Brooks, I... Let me unwrap it for you. Hmm? Now, tell the truth, Mr. Boynton. Who always wins the grand prize at fancy dress affairs? Men who dress as women. Men who dress as women? You're so right, Mr. Boynton. (laughs) Now, take your jacket off. But I don't want... Now, that's a good boy. Just slip this dress on for size. Oh, but, Miss Brooks, I'll never be able to get into it. If Miss Atterbury could get into it, you can get into it. Now, come on, right over your head. Just straighten it out. There. I feel ridiculous, Miss Brooks. Why, it looks lovely on you, Mr. Boynton. And I'm going to let you have it very reasonably. Uh, But it's it's so tight. Well, naturally it's tight now, but that's easily corrected. It'll fit you perfectly when you've got the proper foundation garment on. (laughs) Foundation garment? Oh, excuse me, Walter, and I were just... Oh, hi, Miss Brooks. Hello, Harriet, Walter. We were... Who's your friend? (laughs) What a bill! Walter, please. It's Mr. Boynton. Mr. Boynton? I'm just trying on a masquerade costume. Oh, I see. Well, the reason we were looking for you, Miss Brooks, was to tell you that Daddy wants to go over those school savings records right away. I know he does, Harriet, but I haven't been able to make a certain deposit yet. However, as soon as I sell this dress to Mr. Boynton... Oh, I'm afraid I can't buy this, Miss Brooks. It's just not my type of costume. Oh, but Mr. Boynton... Wait a minute, Miss Brooks. If Mr. Boynton doesn't want the dress, maybe my mother will buy it. I know she's been saving up for one. Really, Harriet? Do you think she'd like it? Why, I think so. Would you mind modeling it for me, Mr. Boynton? Modeling it? (laughs) 
know. Walk up and down with your hand on your hip. I had to do that once when I first joined a fraternity. This is absurd. I... Please, Mr. Boynton, just a few steps. Well... A pretty girl (laughs) is like a melody that haunts me... There you are, Miss Brooks. Oh, hello, Mr. Conklin. Hi, Mr. Conklin. Uh, Hello, Mr. Conklin. Hello, Miss Boynton. (laughs) Now then... Miss Brooks, I have been expecting... Mr. Boynton! (laughs) I was just trying it on for size, Mr. Conklin, but... I know this is a biology laboratory, but what kind of an experiment is this? Oh, it's just for the masquerade, Mr. Conklin. I don't want to hear any more about it. I presume you still haven't prepared the school uh, savings record yet? No, I haven't, Mr. Conklin. Well, I'll be tied up for the rest of the day, but bring them to my home immediately after school. And they'd better balance. Let's see now, where were we? Oh, yes. She will leave you and then come back and... Now, if you'll just take this chair by the desk, Miss Brooks, we'll check these columns of figures. Oh, before you do, Mr. Conklin, there's something I'd like to explain. You see, when you add them all up, I'm sure I'm mentally equipped to add a column of figures, Miss Brooks. Six, six, eight, fourteen, oh, nine, twenty. Excuse me, Osgood. Uh, please, Martha. Can't you see I'm trying to do some work here? Well, I just want to talk four. to Miss Brooks for a minute. Uh, well, go ahead, but be quiet. About yes, dear. Six, eight, fourteen. Come over four, here, Miss Brooks. I see you're wearing the dress, Mrs. Conklin. How do you like it? Oh, I like it fine. How much did you say it was worth? Twenty-five dollars. Oh, good. You'll never guess where I keep my money, Miss Brooks. Not in the school savings bank, I hope. <laughs> no. It's in the sugar bowl. I'll go and get it for you, Miss Brooks. Miss Brooks, come here this instant. Yes, sir. Hurry, Mrs. Conklin. Ah, now sit down, Miss Brooks. I've added these figures very carefully. Three times. And I still get the same total. I know. There's $25 missing. You knew? That's what I was trying to explain, Mr. Conklin. You see, that was the money I didn't deposit. But why not? Well, it was used for something else. Something else? But that was a sacred trust, Miss Brooks. How could you do such a thing? Why, that's an awful... Pardon me, Osgood, but I've got to talk to you. There's $25 missing from the sugar bowl. I... 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 From the sugar bowl? Only you and I knew that money was there, Osgood. Uh, Well, you see, dear, uh, my check isn't due for two weeks, and I... uh, I want that money, Osgood. I want it now. But she see... wants the dough, Osgood, and she wants it now. See? <laughs> what? Oh, well, I mean, not just anyone can play in the sugar bowl. You've got to be invited by the Southern Conference. <laughs> of course, this year the Rose Bowl. I'll get it. Hello, Mrs. Conklin. Good afternoon, Miss Brooks. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Uh, Well, here's that jacket, Mr. Conklin. I must say it's a good buy for only $25. Jacket? Uh, I meant to call you about that, Boynton. I've decided against buying anything for myself. I want to surprise Mrs. Conklin with a little gift. A new dress. Surprise! (laughs) How much is this dress, my dear? $25. I just happen to have that amount on me. Here you are, my dear. Thanks. Here you are, my dear. Thanks. Here you are, my dear. Thanks. (laughs) The books are now balanced. Oh, 
Just a minute, Mr. Conklin. Let me have 50 cents of that money. Here you are, Mrs. Conklin. But, Miss Brooks, what's the 50 cents for? Get yourself a mousetrap for the sugar bowl. Miss Brooks returns in just a moment, but first... Dream girl, dream girl, beautiful luster cream girl. Tonight, show him how much lovelier your hair can look after a luster cream shampoo. Only luster cream brings you K. Dumas' magic formula blend of secret ingredients plus gentle lanolin. Gives loveliness lather even in hardest water. Glamorizes your hair as you wash it. Luster cream... Not a soap, not a liquid, but a dainty cream shampoo. Leaves hair fragrantly clean, free of loose dandruff, glistening with sheen. Soft, manageable. Gives new beauty to all hairdos or permanents. Four-ounce jar, one dollar. Smaller sizes, either tubes or jars. Tonight, try Luster Cream Shampoo and be a... Dream girl, dream girl, beautiful Luster Cream girl. You owe your crowning glory to a luster cream shampoo. And now, once again, here is our Miss Brooks. Well, after the records were straightened out Friday afternoon, Mr. Conklin gave me the money and told me to be sure and deposit it the following morning. This time, I didn't leave it on my dresser. I put the $25 in an old pair of galoshes in the hall closet. I slept until almost 10 o'clock Saturday morning and was just getting out of bed when Mrs. Davis came in. Oh, I'm so glad you're up, Connie. I thought that was the cutest thing. You thought what was the cutest thing, Mrs. Davis? How you tried to give me some advance rent by slipping it into the galoshes you borrowed last week. Oh, no. You didn't take that money and buy me another dress. Of course not, Connie. I bought you a lovely leather briefcase to keep the student's savings in. Well, there's only one way out. Get me a needle and thread. A needle and thread? What are you going to do? What can I do? I'll sew some sleeves on it and sell it to Mrs. Conklin. <laughs> to another Our Miss Brooks show, brought to you by Palmolive Soap, your beauty hope, and Luster Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair. Our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, is produced by Larry Burns, written and directed by Al Lewis, with music by Wilbur Hatch. For mystery liberally sprinkled with laughs, listen to Mr. and Mrs. North, the exciting, fun-packed adventures of an amateur detective and his beautiful wife. Tune in Tuesday evenings over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at this same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's Our Miss Brooks from January 30th, 1949. The student banking system starring Eve Arden as Connie Brooks. Also in the cast, Gail Gordon, Gloria McMillan, Richard Crenna, Jane Morgan, Jeff Chandler, and Frank Morgan. Vern Smith and Bob Lamont doing the announcing on that, sponsored by Palm Olive Soap and Luster Cream Shampoo. 
Is there any Luster Cream Shampoo around, Lisa? Do you know? Not I know Palmolive I... Soap is still around. Yeah, it's still there. Luster Cream, I don't think so, but I, I would use it if it if it were there. Yeah? I, I want Instead Luster. Instead of Wild Root Cream wild Oil? Root cream oil. You I can would... wash the Wild Root Cream Oil out of your hair. I could use a little Luster in my with hair. Luster Cream Shampoo. I'll take it. All right, let's take a break. Then it's more on Hollywood 360. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. Well, folks, in our next hour, we're going to tune in to Box 13, starring Alan Ladd. A very good episode. I know you'll like it. But before that, we're going to play our award-winning game, Beat the Host, right? Yes. And the man of the... Uh... Uh, ben Stiller. What is this music? What is this music, Carl? No idea. This is A Fool in Love. Yeah. by Randy Newman, and this was in what movie? I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Come on. I have no idea. This is Meet the Parents. Okay, Meet the Parents. Okay, so here's how it works. You call now, folks. Phone lines are open. Toll free, 855-360-H. 360, the H is a four. And uh, get through, and when you do get through, you get to be on the show. You'll play Beat the Host with us. It's all multiple choice. It's all about Ben Stiller. And whether you beat the host or not, you're going to win fabulous prizes sent to you by my crabby brother, Vince. So call right now. Phone lines are open. Toll free, 855-360-H360. The H is a four. We'll be right back.